Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number four of the Art of Truth podcast. Super happy to be back with you with my co-host, Sean McCoy. I'm Joshua Carlton, by the way. And just a real quick, I wanted to tell you guys, thank you. We've been getting a ton of feedback. We've been getting a lot of listeners. I think we're at about 3,000 listeners already. Which really? Is, yeah. Uh, poss- yeah. Possibly a little bit more because I checked uh, a while ago. But, uh, you know, it seems like people want to hear what we have to say. And we've definitely got some stuff to say. So let's get started. First of all, um, it's, it's a day early, but uh, it's somebody's birthday tomorrow. I think that's pretty fucking cool. Sean, thank you. Sean's birthday is tomorrow. And he's going to get tattooed. By my boy, Sean King. Yep. Which will be cool because I'll actually be here as well. It seems like me and Sean are never tattooing at the same time. You know what I mean? Like when I opened a private studio, I thought, I thought it'd be super cool. But to be honest with you, sometimes when it's just me and like, especially a new client that I don't know, it's real kind of quiet in here, you know? So it'll be, there's a, there's a good energy. Like when I come in and like when you're getting tattooed by Sean and Sean's here and like I'm tattooing my client, there's just a better energy in general. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I really like that feeling a little bit better. I don't necessarily miss the old school shop of like random strangers coming in and Not stuff. At all. You know what I mean? But, but I definitely like that vibe of some really good people, some good clients, a lot of joking around and stuff. Yeah, well, I love it when Sean's in the studio, yeah, and, and especially if he's just you know um, you, me, Sean, and Nikki or something. I mean, that's like that's perfect. Yeah, it's just fun. So like, uh, but, but yeah, I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday, man. We're both Gemini's, which I think we've talked a little bit about before, but how it's interesting. You know, to me, you know, I remember years and years ago when someone would be like, read this about yourself, Gemini. And I'm like, that's such bullshit. But like, man, I tell you what, I don't know, Gemini's, I think that's why you and I vibe. You know what I mean? Like Gemini's definitely are very, very similar. You know what I mean? The whole duality and all that stuff. You it's know? funny because yeah. I can always kind of like feel a, um, like the energy off of a sure. Gemini or, sure. or just kind of their style and stuff. And so when I, I meet somebody for the first time and I feel like um, we're almost kind of kindred spirits or... Yeah. I mean, there's a connection there and it just yeah, some sure. similarities it's probably the best way i don't want to say kindred spirit you know oh i can see his aura and <laughs> shit it's it's green like mine my my older sister does that she'll be like you're, you're purple right now and i'm like i kind of think you're full of shit right uh, now you're <laughs> totally full of shit. I'm, I'm a black gray aura dude right, right. all the time uh, you got but, something in your eye <laughs> but yeah i um well purple hue actually goes along with mushrooms that's one there of the most go. indicative things i remember <laughs> always being like waiting for that purple hue right but yeah the gemini thing um some of my best friends are gemini's and some people i don't like at all are gemini's so it's definitely not like you know we're all clicking and everything but there is something to that duality i believe mm. and the way our, our brains work and how um, we're able to see things from multiple multiple viewpoints and perspectives. Yeah. That's one thing that I always notice about Bill Burr's crazy fucking brain when I would listen to him because he'd do a podcast. Is he a Gemini as well? Yeah, he's a Gemini. Nice. And his wife's a Gemini. Oh, shit. Uh, Nia. And they're like polar opposites almost. I mean, he's a pasty-ass, freckly white right. dude. She is a brilliant, <laughs> highly educated, strong black woman. And... Um, they, they dated for like 10 years before they'd even get married, but they work, man. I mean, they just, whatever it is, right. they, they, they are common and their similarities are so fucking on point where it needs to be. So they work really well. Kind of like you and Nikki. Nikki's a Gemini. And yeah. Which is, you know, it's interesting because I, I actually dated a girl once. I may have, I may have brought this up. I don't know if it's on the podcast or just you and I talking, but I dated a girl one time and she, we were so similar at, at first. I was like, this is awesome. This girl's just like me. And then it was just fucking terrible. Uh, yeah, that, you know what I mean? the uh, Lady Jerry from Seinfeld. Remember That's what Janine I thought of. They, they both order cereal at the diner. Yeah, yeah. It was just like I that. don't want another me. Yeah. I can barely stand myself. Yeah, I'm fucking terrible. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, but Nikki's a Gemini, but like not. She's totally her own thing going on completely. Oh, my God. You guys are yeah. polar opposites yeah. in so many ways, but you complement each other brilliantly. 
appreciate it. And you know, happy birthday to Nikki yeah, too. She, she just had it. It was birthday. two days ago. Yeah. We just confirmed this because uh, I thought that um, well, she, like she got a bunch of birthday shout outs a day after her birthday. So I feel like I was right on point. Right. I texted her. No, you were right. I texted her Tuesday morning. Happy birthday, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I was just talking to Sean, but you know, as the mics were warming up, but uh, as we, as I mentioned on the podcast before, I was slightly concerned because we had made this plan that on her birthday was a fuck it all day, cheat day, eat whatever the fuck you want, not just not just cake, like we were gonna go the whole day and like counting up to it. I was so excited because I'm just so focused on my health, I'm so focused on running, and uh, what happened was the day before, the night before her birthday she was talking about how she was really craving. She couldn't wait. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, don't joke around with me because I'll go get pie right now. You know what I mean? And she was like, are you serious? So we kind of talked each other into going ahead and going and getting pie at about eight o'clock at night before the birthday. Where did you get it from? We went to Sherry's. So um, there's a place here in town called Sherry's really good pie. They'll put like a pie in a milkshake, like literally like you can order any kind. They have really good milkshakes. Yeah, they do. The big big ass straws on it. So I was like, well, fuck it. If I'm going to eat, eat, like if I'm going to have a cheat day, I'm doing it. So I went there and I had fucking chicken strips and mashed potatoes with, with bacon in them, even though that's good. God damn, you know God yeah. damn, and I man. had a slice of pie. So th- I immediately was like, oh, fuck. And like subconsciously it in my brain, I'm like, I just ruined all my hard work, which of course I didn't. You know what I mean? Moderation. Not even close. Yeah. But what happened that was kind of cool for both of us is the next day. Cause we were like going to hit the ground running like pancakes in the morning and all this syrup. We both were so just satiated from the night before that we actually ended up having a super healthy day and spent most of the day, you know, doing healthy activities and then had just a really nice dinner. We went to a place called the electric station, which is awesome. Cause it's like inside of an old train. Yeah. You know, have you eaten there before? Oh yeah. It's amazing. It's one of some of the best steaks I've had. Their prime rib is like, Oh man. Pretty much the best in town. So I ended up having a filet. And uh, a little bit of a little bit of garlic mashed potatoes really kept yeah, the carbs you light. You can't have like a steak without some mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah, just that just that hunk of meat alone. You know what I mean? But uh, and then just I skipped out on dessert. They had it. The kids had it. And she had a creme brulee. But I was like, I'm good. Yeah. So honestly, eating the night before it kind of worked out because overall I ate way healthier. Oh yeah. I really basically the the worst thing I did was well the the fried chicken strips that was bad, and I definitely saw it in my blood the next day. It was a little bit high, but not crazy. Not crazy at all. So it was, now, were you satisfied that you chose the chicken strips, or did you? The chicken strips were whatever. Yeah, the, no, that's what I'm the, saying. Yeah, like, I were could, you satisfied that you chose like eh. the best shit? Because Sherry's pies go, are great. That's what food, I'm saying, man. Nah. I, if I'm gonna go dirty, yeah, I'm gonna be really picky about that dirty shit. Yeah. And so it's one. It's like I'm gonna. I would do the pie for sure, all in mode. You yeah. know, ice cream and all that bullshit. Yeah. But uh, chicken strips, I'm gonna leave those alone. Yeah. You know, um, and. It, and yeah, then, they tasted just like whatever chicken strips you're picturing. They tasted just like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Not not that Nothing. special. Yeah. So so yeah. Um, and then the next day, you guys went well healthy, and it's like you know what? This actually is like more enjoyable than putting some cake in my face. Yeah, that's what the thing is. The steak was so good that because I was thinking about it, because she was like, "Look, I'm not going to be upset if you don't eat cake or whatever." And I'm like, of course, I'm going to eat cake. But honestly, I, I was like, man, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm satisfied. Did you guys get a cake? No, no, no. no we, <laughs> we just decided to just. I love it. You're like, no. yeah, of course we're getting cake. No. Uh, we're getting cake. No. That's not even. And we didn't get we cake. We didn't. And that's what's up, man. Yeah, that, because like I definitely have the willpower, but a, a cake in my house. Uh, oh, you have the willpower. Yeah. That's that's why that's ob- evident in you not getting a cake and yeah. not even like getting a slice of a cake. Yeah. But your birthday's coming up, too. I, I I started being really picky about the whole dessert 
thing and everything. Right. And, and one of my aunts is delivering a pie to my house right now. Oh, shit. I mean, it's supposed to be there at like 3 o'clock. Nice. So I'm super excited about you, going home and eating this pie. So do you, when, like when you talk about pies, you're, like, do you like a fruit over or over? Yeah, like a... I don't. Okay. So I'll never eat a pecan pie. Um, I don't. Yeah. Certain things are not supposed to be. There's not supposed to be fruit in cake and there's not supposed to be nuts in pie. So sure, sure, okay. those are like two hardcore facets to my dessert. So what kind of pie is she delivering? Uh, an apple pie. No, you can't go wrong with apple pie. Well, I, you, I think you can. I'm so picky about right. my apple pie because I was spoiled. My, I had a 90-year-old Swedish, pure Swedish grandmother, great-grandmother. Mm. And she taught my aunts and my grandma, but my aunts, how to cook pies. So my family, the women in my, my dad's side of the family make the best pies I've ever had in my life. I'm such a fucking pie snob. Nice. And uh, it sucks because I wish I could just go to the store and get a fucking apple pie, man. I wish I could be satiated right, and happy right. and satisfied with some whatever blase, you know, apple pie. I can't, man. So I, I tried it. And it's just but not. It's, it's, it's not a bad thing because I only get these pies from my aunt on my fucking birthday. If yeah. I'm lucky, she'll yeah. like some years, she'll tell me she's bringing me one and then I don't even get it, you know? And so she's, uh, Bringing me my favorite dessert. I'm pumped about it. She told me to give some to my mom and my stepdad. That ain't going to happen. I'm going to eat this whole fucking pie. I got some really <laughs> good vanilla ice cream at home already lined up. Nice. And I don't, I'm going to have a piece every fucking night for the next, until it's gone. Yeah. I bet it's going to last me about five days. Yeah. And, uh, and it's my birthday week. I do so, that too. Yeah. I'm always like, it's my birthday week. Bro, like, what is a day? Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, there's yeah. 52 weeks in a year. I'm going to enjoy And the, the Gemini moon is a whole month. Yeah. Essentially, so we need to really revel in the fact that we're born alive, healthy, yeah, and uh, enjoying the fucking fruits of life, especially when they're you know cooked and put in a fucking banging pie. Man, I love them fruits, That's awesome. so yeah, I'm a big berry guy too. I love berry pies and um, banana cream pie, and sometimes I'll break down and go go get a lemon meringue pie oh, fuck, from Sweet Life lemon meringue. That's that's my shit. So next time I get a lemon meringue pie, I'll kick half of it to you and Nikki. And, you know, because by that time, yeah, it'll probably be a couple months from now. You'll sure. be able to have a piece of pie once a week. That's what's nice. It's like, so like my birthday is about two weeks away and I'm, I'm like, you know, working so hard that I feel totally confident that I can, do, you know, the same thing I did with Nikki. I can have a nice dinner. Yeah. I'll have dessert. And that was the test. That's such a good, exactly. And that's such a good feeling because, you know, we've heard me say this before because it's very important to me, but moderation. It's all about moderation. You can kind of do whatever the fuck you want. It's discipline. You just can't, yeah. And, and moderation is a great way to build that discipline. Yeah. And like know? once you break that sugar addiction, it's not, because to me it used to just be like a never. It's really not bad. And we've said this before, but it just tastes so much fucking better. You know what I mean? It just tastes so much better when it's every, like that pie is going to be so fucking good. When it's a treat. Yeah. And that vanilla, like I used to not be in the vanilla ice cream, but when you get the right kind, yeah, man. you got to get the good kind. Oh my God. I mean? Just so. like plain vanilla, plain chocolate. Yeah. There's so much yeah. to be said about that. The, the, the splendor found in those two flavors. Yeah. You know, I, when we're talking about birthdays, you know, I, I, I like the idea of, I think celebrating your birthday, especially as an adult is, is great. But you know what I really like the idea of, and I'd love to get more people to do this. If you've done something in your life that you're super proud of, right? Mm. A day, like I wrote a book, it became a bestseller. I'm super proud of that. The day that I released that book, I celebrate that day. You know what I mean? Like it helps you kind of motivate yourself to something you've done in your life that you're really proud of, that you worked hard for. So like say when I finally do hit my actual weight loss goal, that might be something. And it's not like a, 
look at me day. It's just kind of like a treat yourself day. Totally, man. I right? mean, what is, what's the point of having goals if you don't yeah. enjoy when you've achieved that yeah. stuff? You know, I mean, you have accomplishment days and then you start working on them pretty soon. You've got five days of the year that's, you know, hey, I might just go out to the fucking river today and float on a fucking raft. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Exactly. But make sure it's, you know, a reward. Yeah, exactly. That, or something that you're enjoying. I mean, you don't have to set up this reward and, you know, um, hard work and reward system. Do whatever it is that's just keeping you motivated and consistent with yeah. what, whatever your stuff is to get to towards your goals. Yeah. I'm just such a fan of goal-oriented things. Even, you know, I put on the Evergreen um, Tattoo Convention. And, of course, over the weekend, there's pretty big stacks of cash. Like, you know, I take my son, in, you know, when we're done in the bedroom, when I'm counting it, and I want him to see it. And it's not look at your dad. It's look what hard work does. This is hard work. You know, all he sees is how many video games I can buy. But at an early age, I want to instill in him, this is the reason that you see your dad, you know, working so hard up to Evergreen through Evergreen. It's not like, hey, let's put on a tattoo convention. It's a big thing. You know what I mean? So I want that. I'm hoping he has memories of that. Well, no, you're you're definitely training him or giving him um, education about life. I mean, that's, that's how adults function. And so that's a healthy way of showing him some adult aspects of life. This is about income. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll tell him that I'll, I, I, I'll, I'll let him count some and or like maybe if maybe he counts the ones I'll like, let him keep them, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So <laughs> sweet, it's always sweet gig. Dude. I know, right? Exactly. Sweet gig. But, uh, I just want, I know I remember my dad's drawings from when I was younger. So there's things that always stick in your mind. I'm hoping that he remembers early on. My dad taught me this cause I've tattooed some very successful multimillionaire people. And I love kind of slightly interviewing them while I'm tattooing them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and 99% of the time, they say they had fantastic parents. It's you a huge I mean? part, man. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, success is subjective. So yeah. I consider you successful, but you might not have had the best uh, parental support sure. growing up. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird for me, yeah. Yeah, and I consider myself a success, but I definitely didn't have the conventional um, upbringing and I definitely didn't have a lot of support, but it was because, I mean, and that's where subjectively I'm a success because I'm still alive and I'm not a piece of shit. And right. I made an, a, like a complete 180 in how I was living my life and what my purpose was here on the planet in this existence. Right. So, you know, that's a success to me. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I had to work really fucking hard to do. Yeah. And see, you know, I've always said that it's very difficult for you to see your own success. You know, I, I call it the artist curse. I can do a painting and people will love it, but I'll just notice the parts that I don't like. I have a feeling for you that you're a little bit blinded to just how much you've improved yourself because I've known you for quite a while now. And until I got to really know you, I had no idea that your past was so, I'll just crazy for the lack of a better word. No, no offense to that, but like you are so fucking on top of things that it's difficult to put those two together. Everybody you know says that about yeah. me. Yeah. So like, and I don't even know if you maybe even realize it that like, it's pretty fucking impressive, man. Well, like, thank you. Yeah. Like you got your shit fucking on lockdown. Like there's not many people I know that are more organized. You've never even been 30 seconds late to an appointment. It's I, I can count on you like clockwork, which is super nice because people are fuck ups and they're always wasting my time. You've never wasted my time. You know, you're very prepared. You're always ready to go. Um, in fact, to the point that when I have, I'll, I'll come in on my appointment and kind of dick around. But when I tattoo you, because you do it to me, 
Do you ever notice? I'm ready to go. Yeah, man. I'm ready to which, fucking which go. Which fucking almost makes me like, I need to get here a little bit earlier. Sure. Even though I'm on time or a little early, I'm like, man, he's, this guy's been waiting yeah, for me. Yeah, people like work off of that. So I always know Sean's not going to waste my time. So when you get here, I charge right. by the hour. Right. You know what I mean? I'm ready to go. Fucking let's go. You're sitting down getting tattooed within minutes. And sometimes there's some people who they'll be a little late. So when they come in, I'm still eating or I haven't made the stencil yet. You know what I mean? So just, you know, just, just from the outside, like it's pretty cool. Like I said, and it wasn't until I got to know you, but you've done, you've been through a lot of shit and you could have so easily chose a myriad of paths, jail, death. Yeah. <laughs> fucking who knows? Who knows? But you chose to get your shit together. You know, and life is pretty fucking good now. It is. And I thank you so much. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, you're one of my very good, if not one of my best friends, because you appreciate, recognize and appreciate that in me as opposed to other people who have, you know, find that out about me because it's not like it's, it's not a billboard. I mean, I don't advertise my past. And that's what I mean. It's like, you don't, unless you know, you don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And and you know, a lot of people find out, oh shit, you know, that was, that was, you know, what you went through growing up. It's intimidating or whatever it is. So they don't, or they just can't connect with it. And so it's, it's like one of those things where I think there's a disconnect there and it's not like they're scared of me or it's just that I don't, I think that they can't connect or, or touch, you know, base with that from their perspective and they can't relate to it. That's what, yeah, it's difficult to relate. Like, you know, you got these super wealthy people that grew up with that. It's they're in their own world. Will Smith's kid. He's, I mean, he's in his own karate kid. Yeah. How do you, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, and that's one of those obstacles create character. And, and one of the things I noticed about you was as soon as I started kind of like breaking down some of, um, where I had come from earlier in my life and stuff and, 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 you know, letting you see some of that stuff, you were kind of like, Oh shit. Well, you're not just some, you know, like regular old preppy dude or, or whatever I might've imagined you being, you've got this depth and you've got this other stuff going on. I'm going to start telling you some of my shit. And then once I I knew that you lived life, I was much more comfortable to tell you some shit. You know what I mean? And then those conversations just unfolded. Exactly. And it was like, Oh shit. So we both a couple dudes who, who who like, uh, look completely different, but we see, and we, we've, uh, interacted in the world so similarly that it's like, we could fucking connect really deeply. Yeah. It's interesting that the perspective of that, you know, I, I'll teach a seminar every time I teach a tattoo seminar, people are like, if I had half of your talent, if I, you know what I mean? And I'm always like, you don't know my life. You don't know where I came from. You know, I used to always, a saying that I liked was I never had a dime, but I always had a vision. You know what I mean? And I think that really holds true to both of us. You know what I mean? It sounds to me like at a young age, you were like, someday I'm going to, I'm going to get up out of here. I'm not going to, this isn't going to cycle through to my own kids or my own life. As soon as I, for that's how I was, as soon as I was able to get up out, fucking like a rocket, you know? Yeah, you had that motivation. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's evident, man. And everything you do, you're goddamn intense. Yeah. And I love it because it inspires me to, to like, yeah, that's, that's what it takes to be successful on this level. Or, and this is what it takes to produce a podcast on top of doing evergreen on top of doing the right, I, like, Idaho yeah, I literally, I literally don't have time for this and I just have to like, I'll, that means get my workout in earlier. I, just, I, I have to, I have to. Well, I loved it you know because I, mean? I had just got home from my workout and you're like, dude, are you fucking busy all the way up to it? And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not, it's perfect timing. Uh, the, the, you know, day's working great. Let's get in there and get this done a little bit earlier yeah. so we can, uh, have some time to talk, man. Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. Go over a little bit of a workout thing. Exactly. Uh, talk about fucking life. You know what yeah, was it's not going to be as natural and as if we we're just in here rushing. Like you know what I mean? It has to be. The whole idea of this is a conversation. Yeah, and I, so. and you know beyond that, it's like man, you're my friend, so I want right. to touch base with you. Right. This isn't just like uh, you, we're not just. Uh, podcast partners. I wanted to find out how Nikki's birthday went. I want to know what you were exactly. up to this fucking week. I, you know, there's, I, I would love to be doing the podcast twice a week, but it's just, we're so fucking busy right, right. now. And there's so much stuff going that's involved in, in making a podcast and also in our day to day lives that it's like, we're lucky to be able to do one a week. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's probably that much work, but honestly, it's kind of a lot of work. Well, now that the video's the coming through. And, so, yeah. Speaking of uh, video, we have a little apology for the last time. We definitely meant to film the last episode for YouTube, and I learned something new that even though I have a super high-end camera, they stop filming at a certain amount of time, and it just didn't get everything, and I was going to put up a part of it, and I just thought, I just... I don't know. It just seemed a little bit hacky. It to was me. only 29 minutes. It right? did 29 minutes. I think it stops recording at 30 and minutes. The podcast was two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. So it just, so it's not even half. It wasn't even getting into the warmed up good stuff. So I do apologize. We are attempting to film again. This is We're the gonna, monkey yes. that he talked about. <laughs> you can see this, this Nico time. craze monkey. We've got a We've it's got a bad. different camera that um, I've tested and seems to go beyond 30 minutes. So I do apologize, but, we will actually put all of the episodes on YouTube, even if it's just the audio, and we'll just throw some photos and stuff for yeah, the background, man. just so you can throw it on on YouTube and maybe fast forward a little bit easier than Anchor. That's that's the main thing. Still I think. working on getting it on other platforms. It's just this is all kind of new. You know what I mean? And so, thank you for bearing with us through yes. this because, um, yeah, I mean, I like I really like listening to this podcast. I've listened to it a couple times nice. while, while I've been working out, just to try to make sure I don't talk about the same stuff. But it's been entertaining, man. Sure. I'm not like. Uh, I want to get through this or whatever, but if I do have to get out of the app or something, or if that, you know, I shut the app down, then I can't fucking fast forward. Yeah. And that's weird. Back and through. I know with iTunes and most, you can do like a 15 well, seconds. Fi it is 15 seconds, but you have to, so I mean, if, if it's two hours long, oh, you have to sit. Or do, 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 do. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't drag it to you. whatever point you want. Okay. And I know that's a really nice feature in any fucking yeah, podcast. It's weird that anchor would do that, but keep on putting those applauses on there. Like on, on anchor. There's, so yeah, when you hear thousands like, and thousands of those claps cool. in the background, yeah, uh, first I was like, what the fuck? I know. I, I was like crackling in the background. What were we doing in the fucking podcast studio? Right. I don't We're remember. Was I was yeah. like snapping <laughs> right, like right. a, nah, it, that's just people apparently liking whatever's going on in that. Um, so that's going to be cool because having it on YouTube and stuff, you won't have all that yeah, going yeah. on. We appreciate the claps. Keep fucking clapping, yeah. man. And please keep telling everybody for sure. We've gotten wonderful, wonderful feedback and the contest is going fantastic. I had uh, somebody write me just the other day who had lost a bunch of weight and kind of slipped off of it. And the, the podcast kind of reignited her to get back into shape and uh you know i'm holding these people accountable you have to send me photos of your of your current weight and she was a little nervous about that but she did it she's ready to go and uh it looks like right now we've got about eight people competing so it's gonna be a cool one that's a like legit challenge yeah so um is there i mean and there's like two weeks left there's two weeks left two weeks yeah. left yep. cool you can you, you still got time but it's gonna be hard to beat people who've already been going she's been going for Almost a full month. You know right. what I mean? And this is just like the first one of these that you've done. And hopefully it, you know, later on down the road, cause you're going to continue inspiring people. I mean, it's just cause you drop the weight, you know, when you start like putting on muscle, muscle yeah. and, but slowly, sure. you know, but when you actually start framing your body up and, and transforming it beyond just being skinny and right. stuff and getting strong. And then, you know, if you ever go on hikes or runs and then post that stuff, people are going to go, Holy shit. I remember walking, watching him sitting down and maybe walking around right. Evergreen or something when I saw him in public. And now this guy's out 
training for fucking marathons and obstacle courses and stuff like that. That's, I mean, that is the inspirational stuff. And then hopefully people will be like, okay, now I'm ready to get my ass in shape. Yeah. Because you're going to be ready when you are ready. Hopefully that's today. You know what I mean? But, and feel free to email me, text me, whatever. Literally like I'm down to help. Like I know what I know. I'm certainly not an expert. I know things that are working and not, and I definitely learned some mistakes. Don't do the things, some of the things. But reach out to me. You know what I mean? I've had a few people do it, and I love helping people. So I'm not uh, I'm not asking it, I, for anything. I'm just happy to help. That's part yeah. of why I love being at the gym is yeah. because it's that interaction of uh, like-minded people, yeah. similar goals. And, uh, you know, you're in that culture, and you're in that environment where it's like, okay, um, I'm, I'm doing this because of this, and this is where I'm at, and these are my goals, and, you know, I've got – this is why I do these stretches and stuff. And I've, I mean, countless times I've had great conversations with people just about, okay, why are you stretching your, your calves like that? What's up with that hamstring stretch? What's up with the, um, Achilles stretch? Yeah. What's up with, you know, this arm stretch? Why are you hanging from the pull-up bar like that? Why are you do, you know, and there's that stuff, the interaction, it's, it, it really keeps you kind of focused on, on that stuff, talking about it. That's why you and me end up talking about it. You talk about it with your clients and everybody else is because you really want it in your world. You want yeah. it at the forefront of what's going on because it helps you stay conscious of this is what I'm doing and uh, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Once it becomes your reality, like it's, it's just completely different. My world is completely different than it was three months ago. It's just, it really is. You know, I'm, I'm really lucky, you know, being that Sean is so timely, you know, he comes in a little bit early and, and starts training me with new ideas and stuff as I'm getting ready for them. And today he brought me uh, a medicine ball, which is amazing of you, man. Thank you so much. I got two gifts today and it's his birthday tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, well, this is a, this is a gift to me. Um, you know, it was really, uh, nice and meaningful. You thanked me in the last podcast and actually shook my hand at the end of it, which we don't have on video. <laughs> um, but it really hit my heart because nice. you said, thanks for being a part of this, man. And, um, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Of course, man. I it's, this is like almost a dream come true because everybody knows I can talk. Even if we had five listeners, I'd still do it. It's fucking just exactly. Fine, right? I like yeah. listening to our conversations right. and that was what, I mean, we, we said that from the start and it's funny because we're like, man, could you imagine if we had recorded this conversation? Well, we are doing that it's now. Funny. It's funny how many good. times we said that. Yeah. yeah. And it's good. Um, at least you and I think it's good. And that's all that fucking matters. So like I said, I was o- a little over 3000 listeners. I want some of you people to send us some messages. I've not received any, uh, on the audio messages yet, but if you go to anchor free app, as soon as you listen to the podcast, that's really easy. It's like right at the top, right? It's just yeah, send, it's send a, a message. It says like send a voice message. Send us some voice messages. I would love to include some questions or dumb shit, whatever. And let me, uh, you know I mean? give a, um, just straight up, um, you know, forewarning or whatever, <laughs> all waivers. I'm not a medical professional. It's exactly the same. So here. don't ask me for like, you know, um, straight up medical advice. All I can let you know is, you know, um, what I do know and why I, what I do for myself and the stuff I've researched. Yeah. So always do research yourself. I mean, if I, if I have advice, just, I just want to let people know that stuff. So you're forewarned. Um, I'm not pr- trying to claim that I am a doctor. I do have doctors in my family right. and I know a lot of highly educated people in the health profession and, um, in the health in, um, physical fitness profession. Um, but I'm not trying to say that I know everything and that you need to listen to me, Yeah, but and, I am super curious about finding stuff out and I do know quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Well, you're like me. We, we research the shit out of stuff. 
So, and, and I'm glad you said that too, because obviously we're talking about things like fasting and some fringe science type of stuff mm-hmm. you know and conspiracy mean? shit. And we love, you know, we just love talking about that. We, we want the idea to be like, you're here with us hanging out, talking about this, but I would never tell you, you know, I, I, I came off of, I did a 50 hour fast the other day. That was extreme. I'm not going to tell oh you to God. do it. Yeah. I did. Well, I did a 48 when we first started. I, know, I just bro. did a 50, I did a 51 so before Nikki's birthday, but, um, Works for me, but I would never tell you. Rec- I, re- I recommend it. I do recommend you research it. Yeah. I recommend you look into the benefits of fasting. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'm a tattoo artist. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and, and I hope I didn't interrupt you. But speaking of fringe science, um, mm-hmm. I've been listening a lot to Dr. Rhonda Patrick, which isn't really fringe, but she's a pretty amazing woman. She's actually. so awesome. But um, please look her up as well. But she's uh, been talking a lot about cryotherapy. And that's something that. That sounds pretty fucking fascinating to me. And it's something you can do really easily. And for those of you who don't know that, you know, there's potentially massive benefits from being really, really cold for short bursts of time. And it's similar to basically anything like the reason that, you know, if you were to exercise for 24 hours a day, it's terrible for you. But little bursts of exercise is what does it. So um, I think it's a, I think you could compare it to diseases. You know what I mean? You've got this medication for disease and um you know, that disease will eventually outgrow the medication, right? Because it is exposed to it. It'll adapt to it. Exactly. So, you know, just like little burst of 10 minute high cardio, that's why high intensity training works. You know, you're adapting to it. You know, um, you can go into these, I mean, you can do it in like in a cold pool too, but I guess there's actual places you can go and get in some sort of a, I'm not sure if it's like a chamber or a pod, but so I think the new ones, like what Rogan's been doing, mm-hmm. because I know he, he picked up a lot of that science from Dr. Rhonda Patrick being yeah. on his show and, yeah. and in him, you know, loving her knowledge and everything too. I saw a um, picture of him on Instagram that he had posted of him in like the suit, the cryo suit and yeah. having a mask on or whatever. Cause it's so cold. You can't expose. I have, I have heard, um, at, you know, like 250 minus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like That's, two or three minutes. So, but what that does is it shocks your system. So it, it sends what, what you're saying is you're trying to stress your system out real yes, quick, your exactly. immune system, your endocrine system, whatever, you know, it might be a combination of both, but mm-hmm. it's definitely kind of your immune system yes. and, it, and your circulatory system. It's, it's you're triggering your circulatory system to start sending blood flow mm-hmm. to the outside of your body because you're out the outside of your body is what senses that cold immediately. And then, you know, your, your, um, most external layers of muscle are being um, bombarded by that cold. So your body's going, shit, we got to send a bunch of warm blood out there. Otherwise this is going to freeze. Yeah. So so you do it to that point. Exactly. Before that cold ass blood starts circulating back to your heart to a dangerous level where it would chill your core down. You're basically enacting certain chemicals in your body to go, Oh shit, this is so extreme. We got to push out that super chemical and create this reaction. And I don't know the science behind it. I just know that, there's seems to be a lot of efficacy behind it. And what I do, I do a fucking poor man's ghetto version of that. And I have for years. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, where after, I mean, the guys uh, really good athletes, or, I mean, professional athletes and other serious athletes will take ice baths and certain things. I know Michael Phelps does it. Yeah. After a workout, especially it will lock in kind of your muscle memory. Mm-hmm. It's a really good way to, um, to get your muscles to basically sink in and, and, uh, adapt to, that that workout and that routine and that knowledge that you just put into them so you're basically locking in that workout because a lot of people know you can do a workout and stuff you go home you know your body your body kind of tries to settle back into the state it was in before well when you do that 
um, cryotherapy, you send a lot of cold blood through your circulatory system. It really does kind of settle your muscles into whatever state you put, have them in when you get into that cold yeah. environment. So if you have a really good workout, that's a really, that's a solid way to lock that in and then get some fresh blood circulating through your system for a quicker recovery. That's nice. why you do it is for the recovery. Okay. So <clears throat> that's why, I mean, it's not just to like, you know, see how manly you are, sure. see how, how long you can go without freezing your dick off or any of that stuff. Yeah. It's about recovering as quick as possible. So you can get another quality workout in sooner. That's awesome. Um, so what I do at home, the, or I used to do at the gym, but now I do it at home, especially on days I do squats is I will take my shower, you know, soap up, get all my stuff done. And then when I'm done showering per se, I stay in the shower and I kick it to cold and I start doing my breath work. The main thing is, is you really have to just, you know, focus on breathing, taking nice deep breaths. Cause you don't want to, because even clinch, that water is, up. is so it's pretty, it's like pretty I've, chill. I've fucked around with it before any of this just did like, you know, mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. It, like it, how, how, how tough am I? How cold exactly. is this shit? Yeah. How am I going to freak the fuck out? Yeah. So that's why I do. I just getting a temperature variation. So mm-hmm. from hot to cold, hot to cold, you do get a, a more, uh, mild like version of that yeah. same reaction. But, you know, I, I got hip to this for a decade ago by some badass dudes who knew what they were talking about. And it worked for me when I was doing the stuff back then. And I've been reincorporating it. My, my gains have been epic and my recoveries really, really um, good. So I go cold for a minute and I'll even put my, my iPhone up, put the timer on. So I'm not, you know, having to count my head. Cause back yeah. in the day I used to have to count my head and I was like, one, 1,000, too one, cold, even 60, you know, and yeah. it almost helped. But at the same, I just want to breathe. Yeah. Listen to my, I'm doing audible book while I'm doing it. So I'm <laughs> listening to shit and that's how I kind of helps, you know, distract myself. So I go from cold for a minute and I flip it to fucking as hot as I can handle seriously yeah and it's all on my back and on my ass i mean yeah. you could do it on any muscle you could do it on your whole what i'd back. be worried about on the hot is because you're so cold you might be burning yourself even but well, you don't quite it's only know like it yet. yeah you don't have you just do it for like 45 seconds yeah. to 60 seconds and then you flip it to cold so you're it's you're, you're usually my ass my cheeks are so cold right that like they need to be warmed back up. Like it's quicker. Yeah. It's quicker. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even feel that they're numb. So yeah. I don't feel that hot. So maybe there's a little roast. I'm not going as hot as the water will go. I'm going as hot as I can really handle it. Um, if I feel like I'm burning, I'd back that shit off. Um, and then I go cold again, hot and then cold. And that's how I finish it. Okay. So I do three sessions of cold and then I dip out. And I tell you what, that blood flowing through my butt and mm-hmm. my legs and my back, I just feel so much more crisp. And yeah, according refreshed. to according to Dr. Rhonda Patrick, you feel euphoric. Like it's yeah. it's really like doing it's even it's the same things that release from exercise. It's the same thing. And they even they even did tests that shows that heat can do the same thing. The hot, the hot cold is the smartest thing it seems like. You know, they got places. You have heard of the Polar Bear Club. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, they they've got gyms in like Russia where I think it's Russia where they'll have like hot and cold. It's very, very smash a workout or you're yeah. in the sauna and then you get your naked yeah, ass yeah. up and you bolt the out. Sauna's and, so good anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean, I used to do that too. All at the gym, man. I dig, I dig the, um, that kind of whole, um, scene when you, when it's appropriate, but I, you know, I wasn't living in the same town as where my gym was back when I was doing that. So now, you know, I'm only 10 minutes away from my gym. I just go nice. home and I do that. Yeah. Um, I can get my bathroom as steamy as I want. It's really small. My master bath, so if I want to do that, but basically it's just the temperature, um, that hot, cold water, man, it, yeah. it really is effective. So that's a good way to just, if you're like, you know, I don't have the money or whatever for this cryo stuff, 
that is the poor man's way to get. Well, yeah. I mean, that's something you can do today. And you can warm that up. Because I've been planning on doing the bathtub. I was going to fill the tub. I watched some st- some studies on fill the tub with cold water, you know, keep your swim shorts on, get in there, and then have someone put about four bags of ice in it. Jesus. You know what I mean? Just try- so I thought, but I think I might ease into it your way instead because the hot, cold together. Yeah. I mean, and you're not you know, training for the Olympic trials. Exactly. So, so you know, you're not an athlete. Right. right. <laughs> like that old Louis C.K. joke. <laughs> so, you know, what do I do? Well, this doctor tells him, well, you know, your back's hurting. Your, you know, your foot's fucked up. You're just gonna have to start stretching 30 minutes a day. Okay. How long do I got to do that? No, that's just what you do. Right. Now. Every day, 30 minutes yeah. a day. You're old. You're, you're falling apart. Right. You want to be able to walk? So that's what you, yeah. ah, fuck. He goes, well, what about, I mean, isn't there like surgery? What about, you know, I heard a certain athlete. Yeah. You're, not. You're not an athlete. <laughs> no, that's wise. That's a, that's some good wisdom. Actually. So yeah, I mean, and test yourself out. I yeah. mean, that cold water thing was fucking scary at first when I oh, first did shit. it. And then you just started been working on your breath work. And the yeah. one thing you really don't want to do is hyperventilate. Yeah. So if it's too cold for you and you find yourself holding your breath, it, then don't do it. Yeah, Dr. Rhonda Patrick said that. So she did the cryotherapy, the the actual machine, for two days in a row. The first day, she said that her che- her teeth chattered so hard it was uncontrollable, and then the next, just the next day, didn't even shiver. It was already kind of, you know what I mean? One of those mental things. Yeah, two fifty minus. I mean, holy Jesus. shit! That's like not even. I can't even. I could even fathom. And, 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 and hers was where her head was under. I guess for some, where your head's above. Your whole body. I know she's short, right? Right, right. My if I could, my torso would be up out there. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm cold. I know, right? Yeah. Half yeah. of me's cold. <laughs> I just got like a heating fucking loincloth over my junk, but all the rest of it's... That would be the way to go, honestly. I'm just right. afraid of my balls freezing off. Right. You're like, oh, shit, that was an unforeseen circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> lawsuit. <laughs> so, um, and even when I'm like standing in the shower, uh, when that hot water comes onto my back, I'll fucking tuck my sack up into my hand so right, it right. doesn't get sizzled by that hot no. water yeah i gotta be careful with that shit you do man i mean and that's you know it might be a little too personal or whatever but fuck i mean this is the legitimate side of stuff so when you go fuck my balls it's right, like right. pull that sack up son i was i was wondering about those people like and that show jackass and stuff they're always like just getting kicked in the balls and stuff i'm like i guess you just never want to have kids or maybe dude you know, i don't know i yeah all the nut play i remember when i was in middle school talking like to my friends about like girls just don't understand what it's like to get kicked in the balls, how horrible it is. And like literally right when I said that this fucking dumb bitch just kicked me square in the fucking nuts. Like I was like 11 and it was that thing where I was like, Oh, that didn't hurt. Oh my God. You know, it's just, it doesn't hurt for like three seconds, but there's a delay. Oh, like the longest delay between your nerves from your brain to, from a a certain nerve receptor in your body is for men is the testicles for some reason. doesn't make sense. Because you she thought it was hilarious. The most important thing to know when your nuts are being fucked yeah. with. I hope he's in prison right now. <laughs> I hope so too. Right. So um, there was another thing I want to clarify um, from the very first podcast. I said that Childish Gambino was Danny Glover's son. He's not. See, I had always heard that. He's as well. not. He's not. He's not. I looked it. I did look it up before I made that claim. Um, but I didn't look it up close enough. I looked up Donald Glover and then Danny Glover popped up uh, and I saw them side by, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, and I, I thought that for whatever reason, my monkey brain went, that's his son. Yeah. And I was like, right on. That's what I thought. Nope. So Donald Glover, you're a fucking beast, man. You are a bad minx. Um, your, your artistic vision and, um, 
and you know scape is just amazing i mean from the acting the producing yeah. the uh rapping the just the music stuff it's just that same thing i mentioned the first time you brought him up i anybody who's gonna go that hard and be that good you know what i mean like I, i'm never i've never been a fan of anybody who's like cocky not saying that he's cocky I, I don't know him at all but i always say if you're that good and you can back it up then you can be you can be cocky. You know he saying? is a bad motherfucker. Like he just does even if his dad was, yeah, yeah, in Lethal Weapon. Now I'm even more interested in in his story. You know what I mean? Uh, isn't that weird? Yeah. It's like okay, he wasn't this entitled cat who grew up in yeah, we talked about Beverly Hills or something. Yeah. It was like he whatever. I mean, it, it looked like his parents. Um, he grew up in Atlanta or in Georgia and had military um, family upbringing. Is what it, I read. His parents were in the military, or at least his dad, and. Uh, so he must have had some discipline, you know, mm-hmm. some good structure. I'm, I'm not, or maybe not. Who fucking knows? When I first discovered him, it was comedy. He was he was a comedian who yeah. was great. And this was years ago. And then I think the music and then the acting. That Atlanta show, you know, for FX. Yeah, he, fantastic. He, he got, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. So, and then my, <clears throat> out of the ATL and going along with my tattoo tomorrow from Sean King, mm-hmm. I'm finally getting the outcast crown. Finally. And because. If anybody, if anybody needs that tattoo, it's you. You know, I love Outkast. That is my favorite hip hop rap group of all time. Andre 3000 is my favorite rapper, entertainer. That guy is such a genius, and he's also a Gemini. Oh, really? He is a Gemini. And and you can almost sense, I mean, you know, maybe that's why, but I mean, it's just his style. His, yeah. his flavor is so eclectic. He's so funky, yet brilliant. The guy is a g- g- genius. And, uh, and he's he's multifaceted. Yeah. Andre Benjamin, I mean, the guy's been in some of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, he's in that movie Revolver. He's in fucking uh, Four Brothers. The guy's just a beast. But his rap style, his flows, his freestyles, every single thing he does, it puts me in awe. Yeah. I'm like, this guy. That's is- what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I mean. When you're just like, what the fuck? I mean, when you were doing the monkey uh thing and then andre came on and he spit some some shit and i was like i haven't even really heard this yet and then he you know i was looking like uh catching a couple of his bars and i spit it back at you and you're just like that's fucking brilliant right that's the thing it's like so like how did you even fucking come up with that and then the delivery it's not just your normal delivery it's it's he does it so unique i don't even care if you don't like rap you can't not you can't not appreciate it man and that's how i feel about him he's inspired me for over two decades and and just helped me kind of find my own little zen spot and then helped expand certain uh thought processes and and my consciousness you know as it needed from time and man there's so much wisdom and knowledge and truth in his lyrics in his art yeah so i'm getting that outcast crown so you you would be the man that would know the answer to this then because and i could be wrong i feel like they they came out really heavy they were huge i remember is it speaker box and the love below their first and, album was in 1994. Well, no, no. I mean, wasn't that one? Didn't they just, didn't they put out the, the they speaker? Made, they made speaker box. And then they would just retire? No. Um, so they. So let's see, I, I, I had heard that they were like, I'm out. Yeah. They, well, he just. Or Andre, at least. Andre just, like this last year, I heard, stopped recording with Outkast. He does still does collaborations. Gotcha. And, okay. <clears throat> I hear him on a ton of different other stu- um, artists' songs and things <laughs> featured. Like he works with Killer Mike a lot. Right. right. Killer Mike. I mean, that's run, another run the bad, jewels, right? bad motherfucker. Yeah. Killer Mike's solo shit. Uh, up there. I mean, I love. I love. I, yeah, he's probably my favorite up and coming rapper. I mean, not up and coming because he's been around for right. a decade and a half, and he's a beast. But um, but he's one of those cats that's like hit his stride. He's at the apex 
of, of his artistic prowess right now. And he, he did a song that's one of the songs for uh, South Park in this last season. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got me locked up in here. That fucking Hummels and Heroin episode with the old people and their pills and shit. Right. Oh, my God, man. When, when he uh, spit, I was like, that's Killer Mike. Killer Mike in South Park. You just knew right away. My favorite. <laughs> oh, it was like I had the My the two favorite goosebumps. things. Imagine if you were watching that and eating that pie. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I would literally have jismed <laughs> right then. Um, and that could have died. That would have been perfect, honestly. I was so happy. I hit my brother up. I was like, Killer Mike on the new South Park tonight. He was like, Kill, awesome. I'm going to listen, watch it tomorrow. I was like, Motherfucker. So, so, those that are listening, Sean obviously has a bunch of tattoos, and he actually has a pretty sweet South Park tattoo. I do. That uh, Sean King did on him. Uh, why don't you describe it? <laughs> so, one of my best friends and I have, were talking about, well, my best friend, Austin, we um, both wanted to have matching tattoos for the last five years or something. And uh, we always try to come up with cool concepts and like, okay, what what would be the best? And we never were able to settle on an idea, man. I mean, matching tattoos kind of gay thing anyways. Sure. Like um, if it just said, remember to breathe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope you dance. <laughs> Please get that. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. It had to be something super righteous if it was going to be anything at all. And then finally, uh, me and him both love South Park. Always have since the fucking day one. I mean, I've got right. Chef Doll from 1997. Right. Um, that he had for a decade. Mm-hmm. I just let him ch- because I was, I thought I might be dead, and so sure, I sure. kind of gave him some of my shit to uh, to hold on to, and I'm still alive, so I got it back. So um, we both fucking have this passion, and our favorite character that's emerged in the last five, maybe six seasons is that Randy Marsh. Mm-hmm. The guy's the funniest motherfucker. I think that was the pivotal move. Pivotal move when it became about him. Right. Well, when they, I think he became the catalyst for so many of their antics. Yeah, yeah. They were able to use him in a way where they're like, all right, he, we're going to, instead of it being with the kids, because, you know, those kids have been in fourth grade for yeah. 23, 24 years. Yeah. So Randy, as I was 10 years old when South Park came out, I'm going to be 33 tomorrow. I grew up watching this shit. Well, now I'm an adult. And so I can empathize, I can connect with Randy and his antics right. so much more right. than I can with these fucking witty ass snippety fuck face, you know, 10 year old yeah. or nine year old fucking fourth graders that are, you know, way mature beyond their shit. But I love Randy because Randy's the adult big kid. And yeah. remember when he did that, they made this whole season where he was uh, actually that um, artist Lord. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, and they showed how like auto tune. I am Lord, 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 and, Lord. And Hollywood yeah. can totally just yeah. create and manifest whatever type of uh, um, new pop idol they want. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a an he equation. just made it on an iPad. How badass is that, Lord chick? To have went along with it, made right. the songs for them, was like, oh, you're gonna have me in a season of South Park? Right. Uh, fucking my dream, <laughs> honored, 100. percent right. We doing this. So um, so Randy's like emerged into this epic character. In fact, he's my favorite cartoon character of all time at this point. Nice. So me and Austin always, you know, did you, did you see Randy fucking last night? Oh my God, dude. Oh fuck, dude. How, when you think he, he can't get any more wild or crazy or funnier, they go and they make him a fucking teenage uh, you know, hip hop icon or whatever. That's actually a chick that's having this transgender issue or whatever. It's so I remembered thinking I loved him when that episode came out, medical fried chicken. And, uh, and it was about cannabis and uh, legal, legal or medical weed. Right. 
And uh, the state of Colorado had just set up laws in real life mm-hmm. about fast food because of the unhealthy part of it. And they or they were like zoning certain fast food um, franchises out of areas to try to create, you know, a better sense of health and wellness. Right. Um, so, so they incorporated that into the whole, uh, whole uh, episode theme with Randy who wants to go get some KFC for the family or whatever. And he gets to the store and it turns out to be a weed store and his mind is blown <laughs> and he just goes in there. And he's like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. I want some Maui Wowie. Right. I want some Acapulco gold. Oh, and the dude's like, oh, sweet, man. Cool, man. What a, well, I just need to see your medical card. And he's like, what, what, what do you mean? What, what, what card? What, what? He's like, yeah, you know, you can buy any of this cannabis. You, you have to have a card, though. And he's like, well, how the fuck do I get one of those, man? And, you know, and he goes to the doctor. Doctor says, well, I can get you one of those, but you have to qualify and blah, blah. So long story short, he's so dedicated to getting his medical card that he gives himself cancer. This is the ball cancer one. Yeah, he, yeah. he ends up trying a whole different uh, variation of forms of cancer, but none of them, he doesn't, he isn't able to contract cancer, right. not nearly fast enough. So he goes to the doctor and says, well, do I have any cancer? And the guy goes, nope, you're still healthy. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> well, what's the fastest form of cancer? <laughs> he goes, well, testicular cancer can be very aggressive. Okay. So he goes home, he pops the balls in the motherfucking microwave. <laughs> literally nukes his own nuts <laughs> to be able to get that medical card. Cause he needs some Mary Jane in his life. <laughs> and when I saw that shit and he's standing there on his tippy toes with his balls in the right. microwave and uh, his son, Stan comes up behind him. He goes, dad, what you doing? He goes up, oh, just trying to get a little bit of cancer, Stan. <laughs> My heart damn near exploded with laughter. And, uh, and then it gets better and better. But after that point, I was like, Randy, you're a God. I'm sold South Park. You're genius fucking done right. and and so you know this last year me and my bro were like randy's he's the best character of all time south park's the best cartoon maybe show of all time randy's we could we could both get randy tattoos and then we were just like yes we're both so getting he, randy he was tattoos. down right away to, to do it totally nice. i mean he's been the one kind of trying to push the matching tattoo thing with me for a while and um and i was like well it has to be badass and i want a randy tattoo anyways right. and so he was like well fuck bro i want a randy tattoo and i was like that's that's our matching tattoo, but we didn't get the same image. That was the other stipulation. I was like, let's both get our favorite fucking Randy Marsh image. So I got Randy Marsh with his nuts super swole, so swole he has to tote him in a wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow, yep. So and he's leaning up against a pole smoking a joint because that's all that matters in life, man. <laughs> My nuts might be massively fucking, you know, swollen with cancer and shit. But as long as I got some cannabis in my life, it's going to be okay. <laughs> and uh, I had Sean King throw it on my thigh. So that nice. way, nice. you know, it's it's not like super untasteful or anything. And Did your bro get the same exact tattoo? No, he got um, an image from the Broadway Bro Down um, uh. episode where Randy Marsh is... Uh, um, squaring off with Steven Soddenheim. Yeah. And he's fucking, it's, it's literally this image. His arms are up and he's all, what's up, bro. And for anybody who knows me and they know my homies, we say bro a lot. Right. Right. And, uh, and so that bro down shit was the best, one of the best episodes too. Um, it's perfect for so many reasons. So he has that on his bicep. 
So nice, he's, nice. He, and that asshole, all right, he was so funny because um, he was telling me how he was preparing for, for getting that tattoo. He had started doing curls and shit. Oh, it was the same thing. Ready. He didn't want to have it be small and then blow up right. his guns. He was like, bro, I want to get like you a know. training montage going on. Exactly. So he did. But then he fucking uh, he stressed his biceps so bad from doing oh, too shit. many curls that he couldn't even lift his arms for like a day oh, and shit. And so he called me up. He was like, bro, I can't even lift my arms, man. What? <laughs> How'd that happen? And then, you know, he, he was super embarrassed, but he ended up telling me. And I just told all you. So now you know what's up with that. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, I love you. Um, thanks for helping the podcast be that much fucking better. Speaking of cannabis, you probably know some of this. Um, so when Colorado, because I, I think they were the first to be legal, right? Like straight up yeah. legal. Yep. All, I, you know, constantly hearing about all this money, millions of dollars going in to help schools with city, whatever. Mm-hmm. What is what is Oregon doing? Do you know what's going on? I'm not hearing a lot. I know that there's a lot of money coming in, obviously, but do you know where it's being allocated? I don't to? get to allocate or dispense yeah. with any of that stuff. And you, you know, don't have you don't same know. thing with the lottery. They say a certain percentage is supposed to go to fund schools, right? Into public service programs. I feel like a lot of schools are closing. I fucking instead. doubt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. And my mom is. Um, She's been in the public education mm. um, field for thir- or damn near 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. And uh, they don't get th- enough money. Yeah. I'm not a fan of most public schools. So yeah. for me, mm, but we do need to educate our kids. And, and educating children and young adults to become good, healthy members of society yeah. and strong, uh, healthy adults is the most important thing in, in the world. Um because our kids are the next generation. Right. So if shit's falling apart, I mean, what do they have? What type of infrastructure are they going to have? Well, I'm not, the infrastructure that was there for me 20 years, 25 years ago growing up was shit. Yeah. Um, it failed me big time. But, you know, and I, I don't think it's better. So I've, I really feel for the kids nowadays. And when we talk about, you know, getting your GED or recognizing when you're just kind of like out of the school thing. Yeah. I, I, I think sometimes about, the benefits of homeschooling and stuff like that, because the, the, definitely today's educational system in America is, is it's a fucking failure for sure. You know what I mean? I think I, I, there's obviously some wonderful teachers out there. Yes, you know there I mean? are. It's just the whole, the, the way that the system is set up. It's not currently working. It's not, you know man. I mean? It's not. And no. I, I totally advocate for homeschooling, but how many people can actually do that? See, that's the whole thing. It's like, what are you teaching them? Like, it's it's tough. And how do you, you know if I mean? do do you have the time? No, most yeah, yeah, most no adults yeah. don't have the time if yeah. they have kids to homeschool their own kids. That's yeah. why they send them to fucking school slash yeah. daycare. And it's easy to sit daycare. here. It's you know it's easy to sit here. Let's say we were having a conversation just tattooing. It's very easy for someone to have an opinion. Oh, homeschooling is better, or this is better. But it's really easy to just say, you know, the government should do this. But when you're you know, can you give me a real solid answer with a backup of why it works, how it's going to happen? I try really hard to do that when I'm having conversations to like, you know, I, I can spout out like, it'd be real cool if the president did this, but it doesn't always work that way. It's not that cut and dry. Oh, it's definitely you know not. I mean? There's so many other things. Yeah. Things up. that I don't know or understand exactly. completely. You know what I mean? So like, I, tr- I do try to do that. I definitely know That's... a lot of people who are so opinionated, but it's like, and they're like, they should do this, but it's just not that easy. Well, there's a lot of bureaucracy. You know? Exactly. Set up. And th- there's a lot of chaff that could be weeded out, mm-hmm. um, which needs to happen at some point. Um, and there could be a lot more effective curriculum programs. I don't even like the stuff that they teach. I don't like the history shit that they teach. Right. In fact, but I love history. 
but especially if they're teaching the wrong history and i think that goes know. that's a huge part of yeah. the the matrix one of the matrix mechani- mechanisms is the brainwashing fucking programs and mechanisms in control in place to fucking you know set our rewire our brains from the right. start just like louis ck's 2017 um stand-up special called 2017 that's so f- heavy right. that cons why is it 2007 because it's the year of our lord jesus christ 2000 what who's lord the fucking christians because they won they won gotcha and you anytime you see a christian out in society congratulate them because they won that's why he tells his kids Mm. you know and that's why he breaks it down well why is it too because that's when that regime decided to start the timeline and go guess what humans if you don't agree with us we're gonna kill you right if you don't let, if your brain isn't soft enough or, or programmable enough to accept this information and then fucking, you know, recite it, we go and kill you. Right. And anybody that was within their reach, that's what they did. Um, that's why Christianity dominates the earth. Yeah. And that's, um, I mean, it's, that is a really brutal truth, but it's the truth. And that's, I mean, that goes along with religions, sun cults and all these other, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you, you conquer and then you educate and then that becomes truth. Well, I think I could try to understand things beyond 2017 years ago, but if we do that, then we have to start counting backwards. Sure. You yeah. know, everything yeah. goes backwards from fucking 2017, yeah. all that shit, all those billions of years. You I mean, that's, we have to put a like negative behind in front right. of what? <laughs> so that's. That's just one of the ways that education and society and everything that you're born into in this world wires you from the start. It's 2000. What? It's 2000. Why is it 2000? Well, because this being that was the son of the great being did this at this certain time. And well, okay, so that's that's a template for everything that's going to be based on after that. That's a foundation for what you need to know. Well, if that's not even true, or if there's other stuff that goes on into that, right. mushroom cults, fertility cults, the or- origins of uh, Christianity and Judeo-Christian um, background stuff. I mean, look into uh, into the Dead Sea Scrolls. Look into the origins of Christianity. Look into all that stuff. And look into the similarities that are, you know, found in other religions and um, and cultures across the globe. I, I find it interesting that if you go back and look at most religions, there's so, the, the story is so similar. Like if you if you were to, you know, whatever's going on with the Bible, like you know, Jesus Christ, Son of God, and all that stuff, just other names for it, but it's kind of the same. I, unless you're going back to like, you know, the, the Sun God and all that stuff, like where there's many gods. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's so interesting how it's kind of the same story, whatever fits for them, you know. When we were talking about symbolism and how we're rewired, another way that people don't even understand or know and and aren't usually conscious of, unless somebody breaks it down to them and goes, just listen to what you're saying. Hmm. The the day Sunday, the first day on the calendar, the Sunday, well, the first original... Um, the original and, and main and dominant religions for the longest time in human history were sun cults. That thing up there that actually does give light, that actually does give energy, that is very, very, very important and crucial to life right. on 100%. earth. 100%. And so there is definitely an evident power there that is sharing its power with us. The sun is a very strong being, if you know, and powerful entity that people use to to control 
and um, set up social con social control mechanisms um, and and create power structures. Right. So that's one thing that we still carry through to today, the day of the Lord. Sunday. It's straight up. And we didn't even change the spelling. It's right, right. S-U-N day. Right. Exactly. It's the God day. And then with Jesus, I wonder the son of God. I wonder if, if we're still here in a thousand years. I wonder if it will ever, evolve, you, know, you know what I mean? I wonder what it's going to evolve into. It's so, it's been so long. It just gets, it's interesting. Christianity 3.0, baby. Right. <laughs> Maybe there'll be like um, two fucking um, crossbars on the cross or something. <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be an H. And we'll have two posts together because there will be two Jesus, you know, but that's, I mean, to, Gemini to, see, Jesus? to look to the future, brother, you just got to look to the past, Absolutely. you know, and that's with the Bhagavad Gita and all mm -hmm. these other similarities in different religions that have been documented for tens of thousands of right. years, at least thousands of years, um, you know, and you can see that stuff. So it's, it's coming back around again. Yeah. I see a lot of angry atheists. Usually it's somebody who's grown up with hardcore religion. Mm -hmm. And then when they kind of do their own, you know, whatever works for them, their own thing, they're, they're angry. They feel like they've been lied to. And they have been misled, lied to. You know what I mean? And there is so, an anger there yeah. and there's a frustration and there's a rebelliousness because you feel like you, uh, there's a lack of, of uh, truth. Right. And that's what it is. You know, I, what I see a lot of that irritates me is, you know, something tragic has happened you know, my, not, not really my daughter, but someone will say my daughter's been sick and she's in the hospital and people will just send prayers. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. one like equals one prayer. And it's like, that's not doing anything for anybody. Positive thought. And I, and I understand that that could be, we're sending positive thoughts. You are in our thoughts. That's a nice thing to say. And if that's just another way of saying that, I do get it. But just saying prayers isn't really doing anything for anybody. You know, it's not what, and, and when in those instances, it's nice to, at least if you take the time to write out. Yeah. I hope you get well. Yeah. You've at least manifested that in your text and you thought it out. Yeah. Even if you're like, I hope you get well, but I really don't. You did send that out into the yeah. world. And I mean, you're not going to write that if you don't feel that way. Right. You're going to put a thumb up and be like, yeah, bitch, get well. Or I like, I like to do things like, you know, if one of my bandmates or whatever, you know, has something going on at home, you know, I like to not just say it to sound good, but really mean it like, Hey, sound like you're really busy with this. Do you need me to come walk your dogs? Is there, is there anything I can do? Cause I know everybody's going to say that, but I, I do try to do that. Like little things you might not think of, like, you know what I mean? Hey, do you need me to go drop something off? Oh, you're sick. Do you need me to bring you some chicken soup? Hell yeah. Like there are things you can do besides just like a hitting a like, and that, like, you know what I mean? Well, I know we live in that social media world, but so a good, a good example of that is, um, you know, you're posting your videos of your fucking badass bod as it's slimming down and you're getting stronger and you look so much fucking bad. You look, like you look great. So you look I, fucking, I'm, I'm trying. No, you're not trying. I'm, you're doing, I am there is that. no try as my, one of my first probation officers told me back in the day, Sean, there is no try. You need to eliminate that word from your vocabulary. There is either do or do not. See, little, and I love that. I believe in that. Little did I know. Yeah. I had to rewire my whole shit yeah, because yeah. I tried and I failed yeah. all growing up. Yeah. So, I had to start doing and that completely flipped every my approach towards everything yeah. in life after that point point. and I didn't know he was robbing that from from, from uh, Yoda from Yoda yeah so good good move Don Tom for um, <clears throat> way to steal that truth I love it and spread it on to me so um, but I love all of the stuff that you post but I got I went to the gym today I did squats mm -hmm. and then uh, right when I walked in my dude um, rich was at the front counter hey Sean what's up hey rich and then I I almost walked through and I went, Hey, I'm gonna turn around 
and uh, I asked him for some uh, free passes for you. I told him straight up, I got one of my best friends. He's been getting in shape. He uh, had a diabetic scare. His daughter's going to be going to South, which is right across the street next mm-hmm. year. They they love the South part of town. Right. I'm trying to get him motivated and in this gym atmosphere. Um, and I want to get have some some you know access for him. So I'm I was going to pay. I was going to pay your way in. No, I do that. Oh, I was gonna because I'm going to do I everything that. I can to sure. get you there and make sure you're comfortable until you get acclimated to it, and then you are comfortable. Right. But he gave me several free passes for you. Nice. And nice. I, yeah, I was like, because oh, he was like, yeah, I can get those. And I was like, cool. Can we do that now? Right, right. Because I'd love to give those to him now. Right. He was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And he wrote them out and everything. So yeah, I got several free passes. And then, you know, when you're done with those, I'll get you some more, man. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. But it's, that, it's, it's definitely something that I do want to do. I, I guess for whatever reason, I'm just currently going at my own pace. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not wanting to do it it's with just, that. I'm just trying know, to be supportive of what you got going yeah. on because at some point I'm going to say, Hey man, is it a good day to, to meet up at the gym for right. an hour or whatever, right. just to go walk around in there and show you the layout of stuff, show you their sure, sauna, yeah, show you yeah. their fucking different that where you can do your, your hanging from and right. stuff. Yeah. There's obviously so show you their more. AMT machine. The one that I like a lot, right. show you their yoga fucking studio where you can just go in and stretch whenever you mm-hmm. want. It's a nice quiet. I mean, sh- do that stuff. Um, and have, have it ready. Just right. like you have the fucking podcast ready for me when I come right, in here, right. I'm like doing the same thing for you. I'm thinking of how I can help get you prepared to be more successful right. in the future because I, yeah, at some point, hopefully you'll be there. Yeah. And I think that's a great example of what we're talking about. Like not to get all touchy about friends and stuff, but like it kind of goes back. I'm in a band, you know what I mean? And people will always kind of say, you know, Hey, can you get me, can you get me in? And I'm always like, man, if there's anybody you should support, it's your friends. Yeah. If you go see your band's friend, Buy a ticket. Buy a fucking you know I mean? ticket, man. Like, like, be a real friend. Yeah, you know that's saying? what's like, up. That's a that's a thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if the, you know, don't go out of don't, don't hurt yourself to do something for somebody else. But like, just little things like that. I that's how I know when a friend is real. Like, you know, I went through a phase when I first wrote my book. I had a lot of money. I know I've mentioned this, but I quickly found out who my real friends were when the money dried up a little bit. Once the book sales had slowed, and I cut and I you know I had this entourage that got smaller and smaller and smaller. Sean King never left my side, you know, one of the best friends I've ever had in my life, which is why he's here with me. Now it lives here all the way from Indiana. Everybody else just slowly faded away. You only get a few real friends in life, real friends, treat them well, treat them right. And they'll be there forever. And if you treat other people with that same respect, I'm blessed to have more friends than I could even, I mean, than I can even count really. Right. And I had to be really picky about because I didn't for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I had false friends and I had people that talked shit about me behind my back. Yeah. And then I had other friends that I loved that just made other life choices that weren't lining up with what I, I had going on and stuff. Yeah. Dude, I was in, uh, I was best man in his wedding. Um, and another guy I was in his, I was a groomsman in his wedding and stuff. And two guys I didn't even, I haven't talked to the groom, the dude I was groomsman in his wedding for like five years. And I hadn't even seen my best friend dude that I was best man for, for over three years until this last week. Um, because he, they were just making choices. I didn't like, yeah, mostly that's, through, that's most, smart of you though. You know what I mean? Like I've had that, that separation and they knew it. It wasn't, there was no burn bridges. They never said, Hey, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. They know. Yeah. And they respect my path and my, my life choices. Yeah. And they know not to, that I'll always love them yeah. first off. And that's one of the things I tell all of my really close friends and family, I love you at least periodically because sure. I've lost so many of them that, and we've all, all experienced that in my circle. We've been to so many countless funerals and 
you, you know, we all know that it, today could be our last day. Right. So I'm going to let you know while I'm connected with you, while I'm present with you, I love you, man. You're awesome. I cherish you. That's, that's important for me to, because I never know when I'm going to be able to say that anymore. Yeah, and never I never know. want to regret it. And we've both been through, I, I've lost several people in this last year, you know, and it's funny that you bring that up too, because it's a, it's a weird male thing. Like, you know, females can do that. An ego it, thing. It's an ego thing for sure. Here's a good example of where I don't really give a fuck about that. Um, Sean King mm -hmm. has been, um, motivated to get into shape as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, he wrote me and he's like, man, didn't you have an extra bike? And I, I had, somebody had given me a really nice over a thousand dollar bike years ago that is set in my garage. Cause mm -hmm. I wasn't motivated and I was actually going to put it on Craigslist. You know what I mean? And I was like, I do have a bike and you know, even my wife was like, where are we going to sell that? And I'm like, you know what? If my best friend wants to get healthy, fuck the money. That's, you know I mean? that's family. I, I, I had it to get exactly. We mentioned this earlier. Sean King is family for, you know, 100%. And I didn't care about the money. And Sean is because he's family. He, as he was taking the bike said, if you ever need to sell this, please, you know what I mean? And that's the reason that I have zero problem giving it to him because he has that same thought. But now Sean's riding his bike to the fucking shop. And so nothing stresses awesome. Sean out more than fucking traffic. Yeah, man. I mean, he really fucking has <laughs> it. And so traffic, parking, and, and he's like, I fucking can ride my bike. I feel amazing. And I'm like, he's like, I feel like a little kid. And I know, I'm like so fucking proud. So speaking of the whole ego thing, I wrote him. I just texted him and I said, look, man, I'm gonna get real cheesy on you. I fucking am so proud of you. I love the fact that you're riding your bike, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And it's just nice, like, like you said, it's an ego thing. You know what I mean? Like even people would be like that. Remember that whole no homo thing when people be like, yeah, yeah. I love you, bro. No homo. And it's like, it's fuck. You don't have to fucking say that. Not just a, fucking be fucking. You why, know. why, why do you have to be the only thing that goes along with that? The male ego thing and stuff, the saying that I love you is the, the fear of being vulnerable and somebody judging you yeah. about that. I don't get any judgment. That's why I have the friends I have. Right. They aren't judgy. They aren't thinking, is, is, is Sean going to think I'm like kind of queer because I say this exactly. or because like I, like... I wear this? It's like, dude, you can be yourself. Wear whatever the fuck you want. Be yourself. Right. If you if, if one of my, my best friend, Austin, told me tomorrow that he's thinking about starting to suck dicks, I would be like, dude. Tell me about that. What's <laughs> right. up? What's up with this transformation? Right. Or what are you, you know, are you going to go after tall guys, skinny guys? Right. Um, I mean, you know, I, I would be just curious about it. I wouldn't be afraid or anything. No. I would, because I love him. Right. I want, I want him to be happy. And that's, I think that disconnect between being afraid to let somebody know that you generally want them to be happy and being afraid that they're going to judge you. Yeah. And you just need to get over that shit. And at some point just go, Dude, I love you. you yeah, know? like, and uh, imagine how much fucking better the world would be if that was just a thing. Totally. I'd imagine how many problems would be solved. I mean, it's crazy. It's it, like maybe that's that's a huge part of the answer there. You know what I mean? And it's especially with males. It is a male thing, especially. I mean, obviously, women—they're competitive. They're territorial as well. That that can happen. Yeah, they'll say, "I love you, girl. I love you, you fucking bitch." And then talk shit behind their back. I can't stand. She's so you know, gross. Oh my god. You know they, But I try to tell Nikki all the time. Like she doesn't understand. Like, you know, for men, you know, when 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 two men go to the movies together, they'll often sit one seat in between them. That's not uncommon. It's not, it's not, it's just a weird guy thing. Well, dudes don't you know I mean? go fucking when there's urinals because we don't have, yeah. we don't have dividers between urinals in yeah. almost every bathroom. Your dick is out and there's no barrier between you and a guy. And right. there could be five urinals. 
you don't go right up to the right. fucking it's a, just a personal space thing sure, yeah. but that's usually with strangers yeah. you know and and i don't feel like i have to stand there and hold my bro's hand fucking right. we'll definitely have space but at the same time i give him hugs um fucking always my best friend my brother my other best friend i mean we let each other know we love each other because that's the, it's not like we need the affirmation and the ref- I still love you, bro. You know, you're still important. It's that we well, if it's do, re- yeah, exactly. We do it's real care about each thing. other. We have we support each other. I have my boys back no matter what his day is. Yeah. No matter what my boys got going on, my home, my bros. I fucking care about you. You can hit. You can call me. I'm gonna be there for you. Right. I'm your family, and that's what that means. When I say I love you, it's just it's just a. a um, it's just to um, remind them, yeah. dude, I'm always here for you. I'm see, always, and that's the quickest way to just sum that up. I'm always here for you. Right. I'll always but, care and, about but you. But you mean it. I, and, it's so easy to say that. And they, they mean it. You and we, I mean? and that's why we'll hug or, right. you know, and we, we have a, that sharing of stuff because we all go through shit. My day is not perfect. I go right. fucking, nobody says, and I'm a single guy too. So when I get that affection from whoever it is, I mean, we hug in my family and stuff affection is important, but I'm not looking for just random hugs either. Right, right. My shit is fucking, I'm, I'm very picky about who I give my love to, who sure. I give my time to, as you should be, who I fucking text, who I call, who I, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. I'm so like, you know, because I am a very powerful dude in my energy and what I have to give. So that's why I'm picky about that shit. Right. I can't go wasting my stuff, man. Well, you know, for me as, as, as I grew as a tattoo artist, I noticed it immediately. It's like, Oh yeah. As soon as I, the more popular I got, suddenly I was surrounded. Everybody by loves you. The best friends. Everybody ever. loves you. Yeah, and it's like, it's funny how my best friends just kind of wanted free tattoos. You know what I mean? It's funny how my real friends would never even consider asking for a free tattoo. You know me. You know? I almost have to beg you to like take cash from me. Right. When it's just, I'm just like Joshua. Yeah, I'm because gonna, you know, God I. Damn that's you. what we do. You know what I mean? Like you'll you'll pay me in advance or whatever. Or I'll just say, you know what? I really want to do this. I'm not even going to charge you. Yeah. But then you you, you still pay my hourly rate. You know what I mean? You always have, and, which and, I've always appreciated because there's been a couple of times that, um, you know, looking at my schedule, Nikki's like, oh, that's Sean McCoy today. So that's going to be a, no money. And I'm like, no, Sean's never, ever. And she's like, she's like, really? Didn't he pay you like two months ago? And I'm like, yeah, but he's never, ever. That's not Sean. And she was like, oh, you know what I mean? So like, cause some people like, you know, they'll, they'll pay me ahead of time or we'll, fit maybe sometimes I, I hate charging by the hour because I feel like I have to rush. Sometimes I'll give them a set price mm-hmm. and they'll just have it. And they'll be like, I'm just going to pay you now. So I don't. And then you never see another dime, which is on me because I, I took that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, real, real friends do take care of you. And you know what I mean? Like even if you didn't have any money, you'd probably tell me before you even came in. So I didn't expect it and bring me lunch at least. I always try to show you right. that I appreciate you. And that's, that's kind of all I'm saying is just like, that's why it's a gratuity. you, it's Sean a, King, exactly. Like I've made a few really good friends through tattooing. I'm actually, I'm tattooing a woman tomorrow named Lori. She's one of my absolute favorite people. I've gotten to know her really well. She's went through some really terrible hardships. Her house burned down like the day oh. before Christmas. She lost her brother. I gotta go pee real quick. Cool. But she's absolutely one of the sweetest women that, women that I've ever met. And I'm super excited to tattoo her tomorrow. Do you ever, uh, do you ever watch any... Like, do you ever follow any YouTube videos at all? Do you ever get on that? Dude, I was online last night on YouTube. Just watching, like, music videos and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't want to sound like a big fucking pussy, but I'm going to sound like a big fucking pussy right now. I was watching some emotional shit. 
and I was letting some emotions out, man. <clears throat> I had, um, you know, a serious emotional event like about a month ago. Right. And there's been stuff going on in my heart and in my fucking body and, and just, yeah, in my body, like feel it tension in my sure, body. I bet, I bet. And you need to see your masseuse. Needed, I did see my masseuse and that helped a lot, but still just angst and shit. Last week when I did squats right before our fucking podcast that day, I was fucking aggro. I mean, I was aggro. I was feeling angry. At the situation that happened. I just like anything in general. And, that, right. and then I realized it was probably had to do with that situation. So I went and I did squats and I was thinking about what had happened. And, uh, and while I was doing my squats, while I was pushing through... Mm-hmm. Those fucking uh, Bulgarian squats, and then I mean, it helped. It literally helped man, get push out that fucking stagnant emotion that was in there, like eating away yeah. at, at me because I could feel it was unhealthy, man. And you know, no amount of like smoke, vape, CBDs, THC, none of that shit was helping. If anything, yeah. it was making it worse. And yeah, that you know, that stress. I know you know this, but keeps your your cortisol levels high. So which is yeah, not going to be conducive. And I I totally understand that, and I didn't want to carry that that energy or any negative energy over into the podcast right. later that day. And right. I didn't feel like I did. I felt like I got it out at yeah, the gym. Important. That's why that gym's, that's why the gym is badass for nice. me. And that's why it's so fucking crucial. That's why I was busy the last three days. <clears throat> Memorial day was Monday and I, you know, the gym was closed and I, <clears throat> I did some yard work. I did some more yard right. work. Kept yourself busy the still. Yeah. Did some busy shit, hung out with a couple friends. One of my friends was coming through town from, uh, he was in seaside and, he lives down in California. He just wanted, I didn't even know he was going to be in town. He hit me up, bro. I'm going to be in town. Only person I want to see is you. Nice. <laughs> so we did, we went out to lunch and then I hung out with another friend and we went out to sushi for dinner. Um, and <laughs> it was a nice chill evening and stuff. And then Tuesday and Wednesday I worked and, uh, a lot of, you know, manual labor shit I was doing. And then today's Thursday and I, I fucking went, made sure I got to the gym and worked out and now we doing the podcast. Nice, man. So I did, but last night, man, I was, I don't know what it was. I was watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Fucking love my favorite show. That show never gets old. Dude, it's so brilliant. That show is so fucking brilliant. The symbolism and all that stuff. We'll get into that later on. I can't, I can't talk enough about how much I love Always Sunny. If you don't like Always Sunny, give it another try. Yeah. If if you've tried it and you're like, it's not what you thought, I promise you, you got to give it another try. First off, I mean, you do have to have a, like a wild sense of humor or at least a really kind of a little bit of a dark sense of humor yeah. because they're horrible that the they're just terrible main, people, horrible people. So know that as a premise, these right, aren't good right. people, <laughs> but the, the main actors that are the horrible people are the writers right. and the main creators of the show. And they're all married to each other in real That's life. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's br- like Charlie really did get the waitress. They're brilliant. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Got the waitress yeah. for life, yeah. but everybody else is fucked her in the show, but him, <laughs> which is make it, it's the best art. I mean, that's why it adds to, it adds to it. And it's just so fucking brilliant. But I was watching that and then I was, I, I don't know what it was, but I, um, decided to go, Oh, it was Rob Thomas. So I was watching the fucking episode, um, uh, Dennis's, um, erotic memoirs, <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Reynolds and erotic life, I think is right. what it's called. And it's an episode with Sinbad mm-hmm. and Rob Thomas from matchbox, matchbox 20. 20 yeah. That's how badass that show is. Rob Thomas was down to play that role right. where he's Sinbad's bitch <laughs> in that one. So Sinbad fucking with, you know, Rob Thomas and with uh, Dennis, um, the Glenn Howerton dude that plays Dennis and he's in a rehabilitation center and shit. And he, they're all in a room together in robes and stuff. And, and Sinbad's leaning over. He's all, you my bitch. 
That's right. I got one eye on you, one eye on Rob Thomas. Mm-hmm. My fucking Rob Thomas, he's all, sing something, Rob Thomas. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> totally owns his ass and shit. And then my fucking Rob Thomas, the like, only thing he says in that whole whole episode is just, watch your ass, new meat. And I'm right, just right. like, oh my God, dog, you killed it. You killed those fucking like five words, right? So right. then I went on to watch Max Bo- Matchbox 20 because people that don't remember, that motherfucker was like, the heartthrob of 1998 i mean he had i mean that album came out um and they sold like 20 million 30 million worldwide i mean it was on every radio and shit i I hated matchbox 20 i don't i didn't have their album my brother's girlfriend and my other brother's girlfriend both had matchbox 20 had like three albums of that shit it was always just kind of just there for me so i mean it was just you know it's it's fucking romantic um alternative rock or whatever but rob thomas had skills and then i remember how many women were in love with him and how he was this this like sex icon and shit and i was like that chump and shit you know i didn't get that just being a decent looking guy and having a voice really could play huge you know especially when you're on a stage right so uh, I remember when I, a guy I got it was when I saw his wife because he was a bachelor for a while. And then he like picked this ultra dime like this, like she had like dark features, dark hair, this like exotic look. And I was like, Oh shit. He got her. Damn, you know, damn. And then I was like, okay, Rob Thomas respect, brah. And then the, I hadn't heard about him or seen him in anything. Who gives a fuck about matchbox 20? Right until I saw him in that episode of Always Sunny and it just sealed the deal. I was like, dude, how fucking badass are you? Your sense of humor is on point. You know, you were down to play this fucking shit role. It's, it's funny when you you never know sometimes, you know, like, you know, I, I'm a big Saturday Night Live fan and like Justin Timberlake is funny as fuck and like who would it, you know what I mean? You're I just kind of like, Right, love. Like, like he's one of the best they've had in a long time. I love time, JT. Right, <clears throat> so I grew up not liking going NSYNC. on down to Burgerville. I, I was, you know, all the girls growing up liked NSYNC because I was, I was, you know, twelve years old in ninety seven, right. ninety eight, ninety nine, thirteen, fourteen, ninety nine, whatever. Um, and fuck NSYNC, fuck Backstreet Boys, fuck all these boy bands. I didn't give shit. shit about any of that. Bunch of, you know. Yeah, a bunch of puffs. That's why when he was on, I was just like, holy shit, this guy's hilarious. So much game. Along with that, too. So I didn't, I did not give Justin Timberlake any props Mm -hmm. until I saw that scuffle between Cameron Diaz and that chick that Justin had brought to whatever event it was on the red carpet. Cameron Diaz, because he had dated Cameron Diaz for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in love with Cameron Diaz. There's something about Mary. Is one of my favorite movies of all fucking time. She's such a badass in that movie. She's my dream girl, you right. know? I mean, she didn't really have the ass I would want. And she's white as fuck. But the fact that she smoked weed, she was a 49ers fan. She was badass. She was a doctor. Cool chick, dude. Cool chick. Right. Um, so, um, and I loved that movie growing up. I mean, it's the movie of my fucking generation. Or one of them. So, I love Cameron Diaz. <clears throat> and then I saw her flip her wig go crazy and fucking punch a bitch and throw down on the red carpet because this chick's with her ex-man who she's still in love with and crazy about crazy about so i was like damn timberlake what type of dick you packing bro (laughs) you got that money package you know and it ain't the millions so um that's when I had to have, I had to respect. I was like, this guy's got game on all sorts of levels I've right. never seen. If you can make that girl fucking freak out and act a fool with all those cameras around and shit, she wasn't even thinking. She went into 
bitch, I'm gonna fuck you up mode. Nice. Um, Immediately. Because yeah. you whipped my dick. Right. And that's when I was like, this guy might be worth fucking giving a follow. And so I just started listening to his shit. And I mean, say what you want about that whole fucking album uh, where he came out with uh, Rip and Britney Spears, the sure. fuck Cry Me a River and yeah. stuff. I love that's like an anthem. If any dude's ever been broke up mm-hmm. with by a chick and then like, you know, got their shit together, kept it strong, advanced, progressed, yeah. and turned themselves into something better, and then looked at that woman a couple years later, and she ain't doing so good. Mm-hmm. And you didn't wish that upon her, yeah, yeah. but that was just her trajectory in life. And then you went into this other thing and stayed on point with your shit. And look, you a success, or at least Huge, you're yeah. doing better than you know you had maybe thought, or she definitely thought you were going to do. Absolutely. Hey, that was a mistake on your side. Well, guess what? I'm going to make a fucking billion dollars yeah. off of that mistake you made, bitch. And he fucking threw that rhyme out. And I was like, I want to watch where Britney goes from here. And all of a sudden, she's shaving her head. Yeah. Her ass is hanging out at the soccer Eating field. Chicken. Dude, yeah, nobody's fighting over her. Oh, you, know? Yeah. you know, that's that's a perfect example of something that I've, I've noticed as I've gotten myself healthier. I'm fortunately in a very healthy relationship. But if you've been in a relationship, you know what I mean? And it's it's been toxic or you've been a girl broke up with you, a guy broke up with you, whatever. The best possible thing you can do is work on yourself. You know what I mean? Like get yourself mentally and physically healthy and like just focus on making you the better version of yourself and everything's going to take care of itself. So a lot of relationships don't work out because they're just codependent. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody's looking for that person to make them happy. Mm -hmm. And instead of being happy themselves, instead of going out and, and doing the things becoming the person that somebody would want to be with. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're here to saying the person that's less in love is the one in control. You know what I mean? Well, and I think you really have to have a ton of self love to be able to be loved properly. Absolutely. So if you're not, that's if you're, a huge, like that's a big, big, big thing. You, you've heard that your whole life. You, can't love somebody if you don't love yourself. But as you get older, you really learn it's about It's one of those that. super cheesy things you see knitted on yeah. shit. You know, that's fucking. The, that's the quote yeah. you should have got with your bro, the tattoo. <laughs> it's not too late. Right, right. I can always, I mean, there's plenty of space on underneath, the leg. This leg's completely clear. Tattooed on Randy's balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he gets mad love when his balls swell up because his woman can't take her eyes uh. off of the package. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the bigger they get, the more he can't be left alone. Right. And there's that also that mammalian response between like um, your your testicles, males' testicles directly are grow in response to the amount of promiscuous women in their given area. Mm. So if you hang out with a ton of sluts, your balls are gonna get big hmm. um, because they got to keep up. Sure, sure. That is just straight. Well, you up. know that's funny. I know we're completely switched topic. We were just off topic. I know. Sorry, but I did read. So like, you know, you're, 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 we're on earth to procreate. We're on earth to, you know, continue the population. Like basically at all costs, that's life. So, but a man can have sex with a woman and then he's done. You know what I mean? Unless there's another woman to fuck and then he's not done. He's ready. You know, if, it, if it's weird, like that's how it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, and obviously that makes sense because of procreate, you know, the, the more chances. You mean of, he's always got some nut left? A little bit left if it's another woman. Yeah. That's crazy, right? If now this is, it's, I've read, I've read this. Do you know what I mean? I mean. It, the the bro science seems like it works out. Right. I uh, mean, I might need a mate and a sandwich. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Give me like ten minutes. You know what I'm saying to catch my breath. Right. Stretch. I just, I'm I'm fascinated <sighs> by like when you boil it down to why we're here. You know what I mean? Dude, that's a whole nother podcast. But I'm definitely super. That's fascinated. many podcasts. Yeah. Like the more and more I get I I get healthy, the more I look into my past or the past of humans. 
and just the whole reason we're here, what the, you know, the, the purpose or the, the goal, you know what I mean? And it's, it's really, it really just boils down to survival. One of the yeah. best questions somebody ever asked me that ever, that really sparked some, the deepest of my thoughts mm-hmm. and got me on going down the rabbit hole was why is gold so valuable? Why do we base things off gold currency? Mm-hmm. Why do humans like gold? <clears throat> What's up with the history of that? Um, and that's a really good question. Um, you know, there was Zachariah Sitchin was saying that humans were created by Anunnaki, you know, that right. we were, you know, created by aliens with, by splicing DNA with maybe a primates that were here, or mm-hmm. some form of early humanoid. And then, um, we were created to be a slave class to mine gold. That was one of his, his, um, thesis theory. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he did a lot of research into that and that being just a very basic conspiracy theory or, or belief or idea maybe of our origins. That's pretty stimulating. Sure. And it really did spark a lot of thought. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like that's the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. And like some of the best, speaking of up at night, some of the best conversations are with friends late at night like that. When you just, you're like, man, it's four o'clock in the morning. We should probably go to bed. But what about diamonds, though? You know what I mean? Like, what's a start? <laughs> I'm way know? too, I'm way too uh, faded by that time. Right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm in bed by midnight. Right. But when we're hanging out and it's like right now and stuff, yeah. and I get to smoke a joint, or I get to do whatever and do my thing, and I get to hang with you, and then you you say stuff about that, and then I start talking about my stuff, mm-hmm. and I start talking about primates and maybe the um, the stoned ape theory, and then mm-hmm. okay, so did primates come out of the forests? And jungles and then come into the grasslands and find certain forms of fungus or, or uh, mana or whatever you want to call it some hallucinogenic type spores consume those uh, get different blood flow going creating in the brain um, expanding their their um, their brains and their consciousness and developing more levels of thought more conscious thought and then awareness true awareness who knows it just all seems so logical I mean, that's does seem logical, but at the same time we're talking, I mean, and that totally could be how early hominids did Mm -hmm. develop some forms of consciousness or at least higher levels of, of, um, intellect, um, to be able to, to, um, you know, live and interact with the rest of the world. But I, who knows? We're so confused now because of all the education, because of all the religions, because of all the mass, you know, genocides and, yeah. and the conquests and all these things, that knowledge. And, you know, in the conquests, the conquistadors went through and they took all the uh, religious manuscripts and all that knowledge, anything that had any type of knowledge other than what was being put out by the church mm-hmm. and burned it because that was truth that could not be shared or, or, um, continued, mm-hmm. you have to get into our book. You got to get into our world. You got to yeah. start believing this Jesus thing. Our gang. Otherwise you got to go, yeah. you know? And <clears throat> so, I mean, you always have to take things with a grain of salt and you always want to keep an open mind. I, I never have this f- like formed picture of what happened in the past or, or what, where the future is going or anything figured out. It's always this moving kind of a picture. Yeah. And I think that's a healthy way to look at it. You have to be open-minded. You have to be you know, you have to think with logic and reason, you know, you can't, I think most humans, and I'm certainly guilty of it is, you know, as soon as you find whatever you're looking for, you're done. You know what I mean? It's like, 
you know, let's say that you're really into fasting. You know what I mean? As soon as I read an article about fasting being healthy, I'm done. But as soon as I see maybe some negative stuff, I'm like, ah, I got to know what he's talking about. You got to be able to kind of weigh both. You know, you really have to do you research it. Speaking of fasting, my older sister is very worried about it for me. And I've done tons and tons and tons of research. And I'm very, um, I'm healthy with it. But she's constantly sending me articles about things and stuff. Good. It's like, and that's just her loving me. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, she's not trying to negate what I'm doing. She's just worried about her little brother. You know what I mean? It was kind of me and her against the world when we were growing up. You know what I mean? So I have two sisters. But uh, yeah, anyway, so you just have to be able, like, love researching, but don't just find your agenda. Yeah, you, you don't want to be saying? subjective about things. Yeah. You want to be objective, which means you want to look at things from a fair, neutral viewpoint. Yeah. You want to try to be as neutral or unbiased about the things, this knowledge or, or information when you're assimilating it yeah. and incorporating it. And that's where the art of truth, mm -hmm. that's why, you know, it's my truth. Well, I've lived a certain life and I've experienced things. So my perspective is more attuned to other things. Yeah. This goes back to what we, when we started with, you know, you had lived plenty of life beforehand. So your truth you could have some, a little bit of heavier weight to things that people haven't lived through. And you know, that's not to say that my truth is any more real than anybody other's truth, but it's definitely given me a perspective having been in a pit. Be, I didn't know. So when I left the, the room to go pee in our last podcast, I really did leave the room. Uh, you, you can't see it on video, right. but I did. And Joshua went into some anecdotes of his, uh, you know, his weight loss and how his ass has gotten fucking bony because he's losing weight so fast. Well, I can totally empathize with that. I had absolutely no ass, less than an ass than you have. So right. that's when I'm like showing you body squats and I'm showing you these are the building blocks mm -hmm. to be able to getting you into the uh, gym or where, you know, to be able to get, get, um, that fucking exercise, the squats in and, and right. the lunges and the things that are going to build your ass up. Cause that's going to happen at some point right. where you're not there yet, but you will be there. And when you're there, we'll share that with everybody too. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be able to go, yeah. And I can actually sit for a little bit longer cause right. I got cushioned and it's not fucking cellulite and it's not this other bullshit. It's, right. it's muscle. And so, um, but there was just part of, you were talking about other stuff too. And you went dark, you went into the yeah, suicide. Yeah, I, got, I got kind of dark on the last episode. I liked it. It wasn't too funny. <laughs> <laughs> when you went super dark, but you know, that's real. And that's what I love about, that's why I like always oh, sunny. It's dark, but it's funny as fuck. And that's right. life, man. I mean, you can go from light to dark as long as you're comfortable and yeah. recognizing that that is life. You know, life has the, it's a beautiful balance you can't of have the dark without the light. Exactly. You, know? you can't have that shit. And so so many people are afraid to experience sadness and experience yeah. fucking grief and, and, and feel like shit and to look at themselves honestly and go, you know, I, I don't like how I treat people or I'm not happy with myself. So I'm, yeah. I'm reflecting that on people and maybe I'm snarky and, or maybe I'm cunty or maybe yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not the, as how many comedians are the darkest people you've ever, you know, they're hiding behind that, but they're, that's their exercise exactly. too. A lot of them fucking get their anger and their shit out. Like Crystalia, mm -hmm. he comes across as like egotistical and, and all, and a little arrogant and all this shit, but he's just flexing that stuff out. He's getting it out of him. Yeah. It's just like when I go to the gym and I'm, I'm working on all the stuff, the high weight shit, and then fucking, you know, getting my aggression out in a healthy way. And I don't have to bottle that up and carry it around with me the rest of the day or the rest of the week. And that's why I do it. That's why I fucking love having a healthy place to let that shit out. Otherwise you keep it in you. And I'm one of those guys when it stays in me, watch the fuck out. Yeah, sure. So, um, you, you got to figure that stuff out. You have to keep it real with you. I have to keep it real with myself. That's who I am, man. Yeah. I have to do that. Otherwise I'll flex the fucking, 
I'll flex the cunt on somebody. I'll sure. be a dick and uh, I'll be aggressive. And then I'll have to go, shit, man, that's not who I am. Yeah. I mean, that was how I acted, but mm-hmm. that's not who I want to be. And that's not who I've worked hard to be. I'm not selfish. I'm not these things that I have been in the past or that are still, you know, completely possible to fucking do from, right. from fucking hour to hour, minute to minute. I mean, you can always choose to react a certain way, but, um, that's why, you know, having to learn that shit about me, all that dark shit about me, you know, um, it wasn't fun necessarily, right. especially when I was, I was really, uh, depressed and stuff because yeah, I mean, sitting in a jail cell is not fun. Yeah. Having your ch- ass, having your asshole checks out, that shit ain't fun. Right. You know, um, having to be in handcuffs or look at your parents or, or your siblings or anybody you love through well, just the thought of glass like, ain't fun. Just the thought of like, you know, is this fucking rock bottom? Am I going to go worse than what, this? Yeah. You what is I mean? rock bottom? Yeah. How, and then is this my fucking life now? One of those, the most scary things for people is not knowing why they do things. So if you're so out of control, you don't even know why you're living the life that you live. Yeah. I bet you scared as fuck yeah. and it's not impossible. And it's really actually fucking awesome to be able to gain some control in your life at any point. Now I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, there's one of my favorite fucking movie scenes of all time. And a really powerful moment that I learned. And it was because I remember saying in our last podcast that knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power. You can, knowledge of self is power. Knowing yourself, um, super important. That gives you power over your decisions, over, you know, your, your, um, your actions. Mm-hmm. All, a whole list of things, let alone your destiny. You know, if you can control how you're going to live and how you want to live, how you're going to interact, <clears throat> how you coexist. It goes a long way into being able to decide what your tomorrow is going to be like. Yeah. So, and a, a lot of that comes with understanding what your yesterday and all that shit, where that came from and owning that on a day-to-day basis. So knowledge is power beyond that knowledge of around you, what's going on around me, being aware, you know, um, wanting to be in tune. So you, you, you can coexist. And then beyond that, What's on the macro, what's going on in the world? You know, what was history? What's the perspective? Where's this fucking big train going at the end of this tunnel? Trying to just be aware. So fucking the nuclear arsenals kick off and shit, shit. I'll meditate and I'll phase out of this shit. And maybe we'll come back in another thousand years. Maybe my spirit will make the, the, the circle around again. I don't know. I think it's a great attitude to have though, you know, and like you're doing it, you're, you're speaking on the level of exactly what I was talking about. Like as a male, you're not having that ego or afraid to progress, to show love, to share love, to love yourself and to be the best man you can be. Well, you know I, mean? I don't know if I mean, it's in, a work in progress every so day. In, and, and in that, you know? I love that. So the, the movie uh, clip I was talking about, I was going to talk about was Schindler's List. It's when Eamon Gert, who is uh, Ray, Ray Fiennes, sitting there drunk as fuck uh, um, on his patio. And uh, it's just him and Schindler. It's uh, him and Liam Neeson. I mean, the cinematography in that movie alone is worth watching every fucking year. Brilliant. Probably Spielberg's best movie of all time. But uh, he's sitting there drunk, and Schindler had just had a talk with the maid who Gert is in love with. But she's saying to him, like, you know, she's so scared. And and this the commandant, who's Gert, she has absolutely no idea from one day to another Mm. what's going to set him off. You know, why he kills, randomly kills this woman or that woman. She's just scared. She's petrified every second around this guy. And so she tells Schindler this and he goes, he tells her he does this because they mean nothing to him. He loves you. He cares about you. Don't worry. 
then to go kind of calm him down on the patio. It's just those two guys. And he tries to give him a little bit of knowledge real quick, mm -hmm. real quick. And it's fucking powerful, but it doesn't stick. He goes, he's sitting there calm and Gert had just stumbled. He falls down, got still guys drinking his hand. And he looks up and he gets up in his chair and looks at Schindler. Like he goes, you know, I look at you. I see you. You have control. You're not a drunk. Control is power. That's power. And he goes, you think that's power? That's what Schindler says back right. to him. He goes, <clears throat> there's different forms of power. Goes, uh, and he spits this little lie to the guy real quick mm -hmm. to try to kick some, some heart into him and some wisdom. He goes, so tell me, let me tell you something. He goes, um, or, you know, Gert goes, well, he says to him, well, is that real power? And he goes, well, you know, there's different forms of power. And Gert goes, well, we have the power to kill these guys, you know? And he goes, oh, is that power? Let me tell you what power is. This worthless man goes in front of the emperor. He has stole something. He knows he's going to lose his life. So he begs the emperor and the emperor pardons him. This is a worthless man. What does he care? He goes, <clears throat> the power to decide life and death is not power. When you have every reason to take a man's life, but you don't, that is power. Mm. And he, it's heavy. Yeah. And he goes, you could be justified. I mean, the symbolism in that, you have every reason to take somebody's life or to do something that you feel justified in doing. If society says so, if the rules say so, if the testaments say so, whatever the fuck your basis is for determining that judgment and that justification, but choosing beyond that to do the right thing is power. And it sinks into Gert for about a day <laughs> and he tries to live that way. The next, you know, few scenes, and then he ends up killing some random dude who pisses him off, and he realizes he that's just not his character. Right. <clears throat> but that that scene is so powerful because I loved how he tried to interject a little bit of wisdom into him, and that stuck with me hard, yeah, hard because I've been in funky positions and had to think, is this worth doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so beyond taking somebody's life think about is this worth doing is it eating a donut worth yes. doing is flipping somebody off because they cut you off or they took too quick into your lane or because they're not letting you merge yeah. freaking out on somebody is that worth doing My, or can you just can you just breathe yeah. and go you know what? i'm so happy to be alive have all my body parts, have everything functioning, yeah. be in good shape you know look at the positives of stuff instead of looking at why something is you know, pissing you off, irritating you and why you should fucking go and do something negative because of that. So, I mean, that was some mushy shit and I wish I could have told the story a little bit better, but, um, no, man, I love it. I think that, uh, you know, I was going to counteract with some, some things like how sometimes when I'm really pissed off or mad, at, you know, I always say I have the Carlton curse when shit doesn't go my way, you know what I mean? And then I'll see some guy push himself along the street in a wheelchair and I have to kind of take a moment to reflect on that. But to be honest with you, I don't really have anything to say to top how awesome that was. So All right. with that being said, I think, uh, I think we should wrap it up here, man. That Sweet, was beautiful. Man. And, uh, fuck yeah, man. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, we'll be back next week. Hell yeah. Thanks a lot.